Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But say, fellows and girls, have you got that grand free gift I told you about the other day? That swell big new picture of Captain Midnight and his two young friends, Chuck and Patsy? Well, if you haven't, you better stop by your Skelly service station for your copy the very next time you're out in the family car. Because you'll certainly want to have one of these marvelous pictures as soon as you see them. Remember, you can't get these pictures anyplace else in the world. They're not for sale anywhere. And they're autographed to you by Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan themselves. They're standing right in front of Captain Midnight's speedy monoplane. And they're all dressed in their flying suits and helmets, ready to take off. It's the kind of picture every air-minded fella and girl will be proud to own. So listen, why not be the first one in your room at school to have one? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, here's all you do to get this swell new picture absolutely free. It isn't going to cost you a single penny, even for a stamp. You don't need any seals or labels or box tops or anything like that. You just have mother or dad stop by your Skelly service station the next time you're out in the family car. Show your Skelly man your flight patrol membership card, and he'll give you your free picture right on the spot. If you're not yet a member of the new 1940 flight patrol, tell your Skelly man, and he'll show you how to join and get a free spinner medal of membership. That's all free, too. Yes, sir. Just ask your friendly Skelly man about it the next time you're out in the car with mother or dad. Now, don't forget, you sure want to have that swell autographed picture of Captain Midnight and his two young friends, Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan. And they're absolutely free to members of the 1940 Flight Patrol. So stop by your Skelly service station and get your very own free copy of this marvelous new picture tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. The famous pilot, accompanied by Chuck Ramsey and Ma and Patsy Donovan, has found Major Barry Steele and Bud Conley in a deserted part of Mexico several hundred miles below the American border. Conley, however, is dangerously ill with some kind of tropical fever. Major Steele himself is weak and thin from lack of food. It is now an hour after Captain Midnight made his landing. Patsy and Ma Donovan are caring for the rescued pilot, while Captain Midnight and Chuck are looking over the small clearing in which Captain Midnight landed the plane. Let's listen as Captain Midnight says. To tell you the truth, Chuck, I knew when I landed here that I couldn't take off again with the plane loaded as it was, even under the most favorable conditions. And now, since I've been on the ground, I know such a takeoff would be impossible. Gosh, then what are we going to do? You're going to make the takeoff, Chuck. After watching you take that plane out of the small square in front of the temple, I'm well sold in your ability. And don't forget this. There's 50 pounds difference in weight between us. You want me to take off with Conley? Well, I'm not so sure yet, Chuck. It depends on what Mrs. Donovan says about his condition. I may have you take off alone, go for help, and return. Or we may decide to take a chance in sending Conley with you. Is Conley's condition very serious? Yes, Chuck, I think it is. Mrs. Donovan hasn't said much. But what she hasn't said carries more weight than spoken words. I've seen a lot of tropical fever, Chuck. It's bad. But Ma Donovan's doing all she can to check it, isn't she? Oh, of course she is, Chuck. But don't forget, we're not equipped like a hospital. All we've got is a few quinine tablets. Oh, gosh. If the wind would only change. Yes, we'd better pray for that. 
Because I'm afraid Bud Conley's life depends on it. I've been looking at the field again, Captain Midnight. But there just isn't any other way to get off. No, Chuck. I've studied this clearing from every angle. A shift in the wind is our only chance. Of course, if I'm to take off alone, or even with Conley, we can do a few things to lighten the plane without dumping any gas. Mm, sure we can, Chuck. I'm taking that into my calculations. Now, I figure we'll take out the right front seat, the two rear seats, and clean out the baggage compartment. We could even take out part of the wall leading from the cabin to the baggage compartment and fix a place for Conley on the floor. Uh, sure, we can do all those things, and they'll help a lot, too. Oh, gee. What's the matter now, Chuck? Well, I was just thinking. We don't know how far away from civilization we are, and it certainly isn't likely we could get Conley out on foot. Or do you think we could? No, Chuck, no. I don't think there's a chance. We might start and find it would take a couple of weeks to get out. We haven't got enough provisions for a trip like that. And our very existence would depend on our ability to shoot game for food. And in the meantime, Conley would die. Yes, that's certain. Now, so our only hope lies in using our plane. And we're even prevented from doing that. Yes, I know. Well, come on, Chuck. Let's go back to camp and see how Major Steele and Conley are getting along. Okay, let's go. Well, I certainly hope he's going to be all right. Hello, Chuck. Well, how's everything, Patsy? How's Major Steele? Well, I can speak for myself now, thanks to Patsy and Mrs. Donovan. That broth they gave me has made me feel like a new man. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear that, Barry. Yeah, you look a lot better, too. Yes, I feel I'm going to live now. But before you got here, I had my doubts. How's Bud Conley? You'll have to ask Patsy about that. She was in to see her mother a couple of minutes ago. What about her, Patsy? Well, I just helped Ma give him some more quinine, but I'm afraid he isn't any better. Did Mrs. Donovan take his temperature? Yes, it was 104 and a half. Mm. Good night. hundred and four and a half. Well, that's pretty high, isn't it? Yes, it's plenty high, Chuck. You can't stand that very long. Yes, I know we can't. We're going to get him out of here just as quickly as we can. But for the time being, our hands are tied. Well, that doesn't sound very good. What did you find out when you looked at the field? We found out this much. A takeoff can't be made until the wind shifts to the north. What direction is it blowing from now? I can't feel any breeze down here. No, we're protected under the trees. But the wind is coming from the south. And it's got to shift around to the north, you say? That's it. But, gee, Captain Midnight, the wind might not shift for days. Yes, I know. That's true, Patsy. And if it doesn't shift, it's going to put us in a bad situation. You mean us or Bud Conley? Well, primarily Bud Conley. But it may put us in a bad situation, too. We only have provisions enough for a few days. And so far, I haven't seen a bit of game. No, it's pretty scarce, and I can't understand it, because this is a wild country. Oh, by the way, uh, I was going to ask you, have you done any exploring? That is, before you became so weak? Uh, yes, both of us. Before Conley got sick, tramped around for miles. But we didn't find a sign of human life. We could only estimate our position roughly, and from the map, we were afraid we were some distance from any town. We considered starting out on foot, but finally decided it would be more dangerous than staying with the ship. I think you made a wise decision. If you had started to walk out and then Conley got sick, you'd have been sunk. Yeah, there isn't the slightest doubt about that. Gosh, Major Steele... You probably thought that when you didn't come back to us, that we'd start looking for you. No, Chuck. I had very little hope of that. The situation being what it was, when I left you, I was afraid your hands would be full. They were, Barry. Only too full. As a matter of fact, I think we were lucky to get away as quickly as we did. Well, go ahead. Tell me about it. There isn't anything we can do for the time being. Mrs. Donovan is taking care of Conley, and you can't make a takeoff until the wind changes. So let us know what happened. Well, the thing you'll be most glad to hear is that Senor Pareda and his daughter Dolores are safe. Well, thank heaven for that. And that's the good news we have, Major Steele. But we've got some bad news, too. Bad news? What could be bad news after that? Chuck's right, Barry. We do have some bad news for you. 
Now, you remember that you and Conley were trapped in that deserted cabin on the edge of that little mountain field where you landed? Hmm. I'll say I remember. That's one of the narrowest escapes I ever had. We couldn't get out of the shack because the place was surrounded by our men. And then, the dirty rat set fire to it. And if you hadn't found that hole in the floor leading to the old mine shaft, you wouldn't have had a chance. No, Chuck. Conley and I would have been just as dead as that old tree trunk that you were sitting on. But I still haven't told you the bad news. Who do you think those men were working for? The ones who had you trapped? I haven't got the faintest idea. Mexican bandits, I suppose. It was a lot worse than that, Major Steele. You tell him, Chuck. Okay. Well, Major Steele, those men were working for Ivan Shark. Ivan Shark? Well, what do you know about that? Yes, it was Ivan Shark. He'd stolen Senor Paredes out the end and was trying to make away with both the Paredes treasure and the huge herd of cattle owned by the Paredes estate. Why, it seems almost incredible. But what's the bad news? Well, when things ended, Ivan Shark escaped. Escaped? Huh. Well, cheer up, Captain. After all, you're all alive and have your help. We'd better be thankful for that. And we are, too. But it would have been a lot better if we had captured Ivan Shark. And we almost had him in our hands, too, Major Steele. The morning he escaped... Captain Midnight and I missed capturing him by about a minute. Well, a minute can be like 24 hours sometimes, Chuck. Some of the minutes I've been through lately have been like that. And another bad thing. Shark's chief lieutenant, his daughter Fury, an oriental named Fang, and a fellow named Gardo all escaped with him. Did he escape by plane? Yes, Barry. In that same plane, Shark was flying when he was going under the name of Douglas Chadwick. Yes, I remember. A bi-motored silver-wing monoplane. That's it. Same plane passed over this place the day before yesterday, about noon. Huh? I thought sure the pilot would see the torn wings of the swatten on top of the trees. Loopin' loops. What do you know about that? Wait a minute. Which direction was he flying? Almost straight north. The same course that you were flying. Oh, gee, Captain Midnight. Why, a shark must have headed for the United States. Evidently, because Conley and I were flying on the same course. We were headed for the nearest United States border. Well, of all the nerves. Oh, I wish I knew where he was headed. Well, there's no telling about that. Well, I wish I had known who was flying that ship. I'd have tried to broadcast a warning. Oh, I guess it wouldn't have done any good, because you're the only ones who heard my call for help. But you haven't told us what happened to you, Barry. Well, there isn't very much to tell. As I said, we were headed for the nearest point on the border. About a hundred miles after we left you that morning, the engine began to overheat. But it was very gradual, otherwise I would have turned back. Yeah, I was afraid of that. The gas you had wasn't suitable for the Spartan's engine. But then what happened next? Well, as the engine got hotter, we started losing revs. And then, little by little, we started losing altitude. There was only one thing to do, keep on going. I thought there might be a chance to keep the plane in the air until we got across the border. But finally, even after we'd thrown out everything that we could, we were right over the treetops. At last, I saw we couldn't make it. I was trying to pancake into that clearing ahead when we mushed into the trees. That must have been a terrible moment. Yeah, we thought we were finished, I can tell you that. But we had strapped ourselves in tightly and weren't going very fast. And when we started scraping in the treetops, I started pulling the nose up. Succeeded in killing some speed that way. Well, Barry, you and Conley are lucky to be alive. Come on, Chuck. Let's get back to the plane. We've got a job to do. Okay, Captain Midnight. What is it? I'm going to send a code message to the authorities to be on the lookout for Shark's plane. Then... We're going to start lightening the ship so we can be ready when the wind shifts. Look, there's Ma in the doorway of the Spartan. Well, Captain Midnight, can you come here? Oh, certainly, Mrs. Donovan. Wait a minute, Chuck. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, uh, what is it, Mrs. Donovan? Please come inside. I want you to look at Mr. Conley. Oh, yes, of course I will. I'm afraid Mr. Conley isn't any better. Yes. face looks very flushed. Oh, I see you have a thermometer in his mouth. Yes. And I want you to look at his temperature. Here, here's the thermometer. 
Can you see? What is it now? Yes. Yes, I see. It's a hundred and five. Oh, Captain Midnight, we've got to do something for Mr. Conley. I've done all I could, and yet his temperature keeps going up. That can't go on much longer. If it does, you know what that means. Bud Conley is in a very critical condition, or Mrs. Donovan wouldn't have brought Captain Midnight into the cabin to tell him what she did. But what can Captain Midnight do? The only chance of helping Conley is to get him to a hospital at once by plane. But the plane cannot take off until the wind shifts, if then. What will happen? Tune in Monday to Captain Midnight. Remember, get your very own free picture of Captain Midnight and his two young friends, Chuck and Patsy, at your Skelly service station the next time you're off in the family car. It's something every young friend of Captain Midnight should have because it's autographed by the three most famous members of your own 1940 flight patrol. Captain Midnight, Chuck Ramsey, and Patsy Donovan. They're all dressed in their flying suits and helmets, too. Say, people sure will know you're a real aviation fan when they see this picture up on the wall of your room. And, of course, the best part of it is this swell picture is absolutely free to every member of Captain Midnight's 1940 flight patrol. You just show your skelly man your membership card and get your free picture right then and there. So remember, when you're out in the family car tonight or tomorrow or Sunday, have mother or dad stop by your skelly service station for sure. Have your membership card all ready so your skelly man can give you your big free picture without a single moment's delay. Now don't forget to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Can some way be found of saving Bud Conley's life? With the takeoff by airplane impossible, are Captain Midnight and his party stranded beyond reach of help? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing! Oh.